Thank you for listening to the Moral Revolution Podcast. In this session, Banning Leapshire will continue his message entitled, The Call to the Inner Room. This is part four of a four-part series. This is what I feel sometimes in the church. I feel like we yell revival, but have no real strategy attached to it. That we're, we're very excited about the concept of change in the world. You know, and we just come into settings where we're like, you know, revival, world changers, cities being saved. But there's no real strategy in our life attached to it. Do you know the most strategic thing you can do with your life? Plant it in the inner room of prayer. The most strategic thing you can do is raise your hand and say, I will separate myself to the inner room. It's not just about yelling revival. It's not just about yelling, I'm a world changer. It's about separating yourself strategically. It is the most strategic thing you can do with your life. Separate yourself into the inner room until you get a word and an anointing that possesses your life. Our prayers have to move from kind of half-hearted, I know I'm supposed to pray this, wish this. Listen, you can tell the difference from somebody who is praying a word that has possessed their life compared to somebody who's just praying a word because they know they kind of need to. I'm going to end with a really silly story, and, I'll, and, and uh, we'll tie it in, but I moved. So, so, again, listen, there are half-hearted prayers we pray. Sometimes we pray prayers, and we don't even, like, really believe. Like, we kind of know we're supposed to pray these prayers. Like, Lord, save our city. But we don't really have a word about it. I remember when I was youth pastor in here, we had a word. 15,000. I still carry this word. I gave it to Tom. 15,000 young people saved. This is what we were obsessed with. The Lord spoke this to us. And then I'm walking through that lobby one day, a couple weeks after the Lord spoke this word to us. And on the wall, there's a Pentecostal Evangel, which is the Assemblies of God magazine. And it said in bold print, 15,000 students to change the world. And I knew the Lord was speaking to us. I took that thing. We framed it. We framed that, put it up. The Lord had given us a word. And you can tell the difference when somebody has a word and they're praying when they don't. And sometimes we throw up these wish lists, you know, not understanding that prayer. Half of prayer is seek, ask, knock, right? The other part is find, receive, door open. And, and, and it's when you're possessed by a word that you get to that second part. This is, when when we, moved to, we moved to Sacramento a year ago. And I, I moved with, uh, we moved with our families and then two cats and a dog. I mean, two dogs and a cat. And I don't know what kind of home you were raised in, but like, I, didn't, I wasn't raised in a home with pets. They just kind of didn't fit into the order of our life. But my wife uh, uh, changed all of that. And since I've been married 16 years, we have had a zoo, like literally a zoo in my house. It's birds and frogs and fish and hamsters and iguanas and dogs and cats it's insane. But we narrowed our life down when we moved to two dogs and a cat. We have two golden retrievers and this, and this cat. Now, again, I wasn't raised like this, but in our home, the dogs are, are like family. They're siblings and children. I don't get it, but it's how it is. It just is. I mean, they love, love the dogs. And then we have a cat, and we like the cat. love the dogs like the cat we don't hate the cat we just like the cat it kind of lays there all day long right this is the home right so we move down there and we know everybody's like 
I know that you've got to keep a cat indoors for three weeks unless they're going to, uh, uh, you know, they have to kind of get used to the house and know that this is their house. As they leave, they'll come home. So as we're kind of doing this, we have a friend from South Africa. Any South Africans here? Okay. I don't want to offend all South Africa, but she comes and she says, hey, when I grew up in South Africa, what we used to do with our cats whenever we'd move is put butter all over their paws. And then they wouldn't like it. They'd lick it and pick up the scent of the house faster. And I'm listening to her. I'm like, okay, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I literally don't know if I've heard anything dumber than putting butter on a cat. And I'm sorry if this is the South African tradition. I don't know, but that's stupid, okay? I'm not putting butter on my cat. Thank you. So I keep, I keep her. I keep, this is an all-black cat, all-black, and his name was Rascal. I keep him indoors for three weeks. At the end of three weeks, I begin to let him out. He'd go outside, he'd sun a little bit, he'd come back in, and, uh, and he, he'd lay on the couch. And uh, um, so after about four weeks, I, I leave one morning, he gets out. I come home that night, he does, he's not home. And my wife's like, have you seen Rascal? I'm like, no, he's not there. Next day, Rascal's gone. And my wife's like, yeah, where's Rascal? I said, I don't know. And the kids are like, you know, the kids are just moved. They're like, oh, we're sad, we want Rascal, you know? And I'm like... You know, I'm a pastor, so I'm like, come on, kids, we'll pray. Gather around. <laughs> Lord, bring Rascal home. All right, kids, go play. And, uh, and, we, and Rascal doesn't come home, and so we start looking. I'm driving all the streets. We're calling the shelter. We can't find Rascal. And I don't know if you've ever lost a cat. But anytime you do, the craziest cat stories people tell you. Like, they're like, I, I, moved, from, uh, I moved from New York to Denver, and uh, we forgot our cat. And three months later, our cat showed up on the back of a pickup at our front door. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm not kidding you. They have the craziest my cat found us in the nation stories. So I'm like, kids, I heard some good stories today. Rascal's coming home. Don't worry about it. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah. And besides, we prayed. He's coming, all right? So... So we're eight days in, I drive home from work, and I pull up, and Rascal is sitting in our neighbor's driveway. I run over, I get Rascal, I run him inside. I'm like, kids, Rascal came home, I told you. It was one of those like, Jesus answered our prayers. And they're all coming down, they're like, yay, Rascal. So they're holding Rascal, and the dogs come, and Rascal starts hissing at the dogs. And my wife looks at me and says, how do we know this is Rascal? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean how do we know this is Rascal? It's an all black cat <laughs> that was sitting near our house. <laughs> I guess I've never really looked at Rascal, really studied him, but it's an all black cat. Same sizes. come on, it's Rascal. She's like, all right. So he's hissing. And then, and then they stick him down, and he takes off. He's, like, hiding in the bathroom. I'm like, oh, kids, he's just, he's been out for a little bit. He's, he just needs some food and water. Go get him some food and water. He's like, okay. And my wife's like, are you sure this is Rascal? I'm like, yes, I'm sure. But I said, you know what? I've met all of our neighbors. We've been there a month or so. I met all of our neighbors, but these one set of neighbors. I said, I got to meet our neighbors anyways. I'll go over there. So I walk outside. The neighbor drives up. And I said, hey, how you doing? I'm Banny. We just moved in. I talked for like two minutes. And I said, hey, listen, you don't happen to have a cat, do you? He looks at me, he's like, yeah, an all-black cat. <laughs> I was like, I may have. <laughs> Come over to your house. 
grabbed your cat, took him inside our house, told our kids it was our cat that ran away eight days ago, and our kids may be in the house right now with your cat thinking it's our cat. He looks at me, he's like, Leah? Leah, it's a girl? Yeah, Leah's in our house right now. Let me go get her. And so I walk in, and I'm like, kids, just kidding. It's not rascal. Jesus didn't answer your prayers. And, uh, and my wife's holding the cat, and I was like, uh, and she's got this weird look on her face. So I'm like, CJ, it's the neighbor's cat. It's not our cat. So I take her, and I, I walk outside. I give her to this neighbor. He's already kind of a little freaked out by us. He's looking at us. And the, he, grab, he takes the cat and holds it, and the cat's like crawling all over him, and he, and he leaves. And my wife's like, banning, banning. I'm like, what? She goes, I just smothered butter all over that cat. I was like, what? She goes, I just smothered butter all over him. I look over, there's like Lando Lakes going around his out with like a knife. And I was like, it's been eight minutes. It's literally been eight minutes since this happened. She goes, I know, I thought it'd be really important to get butter on him fast so he wouldn't run off again. I was like, sweetie, I just gave that cat to our neighbor with butter all over him. She's like, I know, I didn't want to say anything. I thought he'd think we're weird. I was like, that ship sailed, sweetie. This is at the lost cause. We never saw, I would never talk to those neighbors again, and they have since moved in the year. I'm serious, I've never, we never actually had any, we'd see them and be like, hurry, go in, hurry. You know, they're like, is this butter? What? I have no explanation for, like, I don't know why there's butter on there. I don't know what's going on. So I told my kids, now all the cat people are going to hate me, but I told my kids, I'm like, kids, coyotes got him. Man, I, there's no way. This cat's gone. I'm sorry, sweetie. And they're like, no, a loving family took him. Perhaps a family of coyotes, but. <laughs> rascal's gone. Could you imagine? I, I don't know why. Listen, here's my rascal story. I'm only up here once a year. I'm going to tell you my... Listen, here, here's, 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 what I, here's what I want you to move from. Are you ready? There are prayers that we really don't believe. I call them bring rascal home prayers. We know to pray them. We know it's what we're supposed to do gather around and pray, Lord, bring rascal home. But there's no real deep conviction in our heart. They're bring rascal prayer homes. They're bring rascal home prayers. We have to, if we're going to see cities saved, we have to move from prayers that are half-hearted, bring rascal home, to prayers that access the realm of faith because you are possessed by a word that God spoke to you in the secret place. It doesn't matter what you see with your eyes. It doesn't matter what happens. You know what he told you. I know what he told me. And our prayers have to move from this. We, I'm telling you, this is our, our new phrase. We have to stop praying, bring rascal home. And we have to get a word from God that possesses our life and that we access through prayer what he told us. 
but he tells us in the inner room. The reason why, listen, what cities need is for your life to be anointed with the presence of God. It needs your life saturated and smeared with the Holy Spirit. And it needs you carrying a word. It needs you to know what he said. You've got to know the story. You've got to know what he said. This is what our cities need. We, we don't need better programs and better structures and better methods. We need people who will give themselves fully to the inner room of prayer until their lives are anointed with a word from God. From there, he will send you with an authority on your life that you've never had before. This is what he's called. And what will separate you is not the call to the inner room. It's raising hand. And listen, I, I, we have busy. It's, I don't want to get into all the practicalities of this thing. I'm just telling you it's a hard thing. It's not about an hour. It's not about 10 minutes. It's not about three hours. It is about a heart that says, God, this is my heart. I am raising my hand. Teach me to pray. Teach me to pray. Give me grace to separate so that I can give myself to an inner room prayer. I want you to stand up with me. I'm going. I want to take a moment and I'm going to actually ask us to respond tonight. I believe that God is calling people out right now. He's calling Jonas, he's calling Jehus, he's calling Esther's. This is who he's calling. John, he's calling people out because he intends to change the game in the nation. He's calling people out because he intends to shift the atmosphere in cities. Because everything's about to change, but he first calls people out. This is what he does. Some of you have a heart for Hollywood. God's about to change the game in Hollywood. He first calls people out, separates them to the inner room, and anoints them and speaks to them. This is how he works. And somehow tonight, I don't even know how to respond with a full room like this. But this is what I want. This is what I think. If it is in your heart to say, tonight I want to raise my hand and say I want to give myself to the inner room of prayer. I believe that God is going to release a grace here tonight to be able to do this. And I do believe it takes grace to separate. In the midst of a very busy, distracted, it just takes grace from the Lord to be able to do this. But he will teach you to pray if you'll ask him. If you'll ask him, God, teach me how to pray. Jesus, teach him to pray as you pray. One of the things the disciples hung out with Jesus, and when they saw him praying, they said, teach us to pray like that. Read the book of Luke. He was consistently pulling away, consistently with the Father. They'd wake up in the morning. They're like, where's Jesus? He was separated to an inner room of prayer. They'd be gone. He'd be gone all night. He was consistently separating himself. This is what I, this is what I want. I don't, we're not going to be able to do it. But if, if it's in your heart tonight to say, I want to raise my hand, and I want to respond to the call to the inner room of prayer, I want you to get out of your chairs. I want you to come forward. You can get in the aisles. You can, whatever you got to do. But I want us to fill up the front. I want us to fill up the aisles. And I'm going to ask God to release a grace on our lives to pray. Whatever that thing that came when Lou was here, I'm going to ask that God would release that same grace to grip our hearts with prayer. That we would strategically place ourselves in the inner room of prayer. That we would strategically place ourselves in the secret place. I want you to come and we just present ourselves here tonight. God, what we're asking in this place is that you would release a grace on our lives to pray. 
Lord, we raise our hands understanding that you're calling us. You're coming and saying, I have a message for you. I have an anointing for your life. I want to tell you that God's here tonight and he is saying what the prophet said. I have a message for you. There is something that I want to speak to you. There is something that I want to reveal to you. There is an anointing of the Holy Spirit that I want to pour out on your life. There is an authority that I want to place on your head as king. But what's required is that we separate ourselves. That we be those that raise our hand. So God, we come tonight. We just say, God, we want to be those that raise our hand and say, we don't want to just be called, we want to be chosen. Lord, I pray you put grace on our lives to pray. What I'm convinced right now is that the people in this room, it's not just about reading. There are nations of the earth that God's going to shift things because you've decided to separate yourself to an inner room. There are cities that will be saved because you've decided to separate yourselves in the inner room. There are spheres of influence, education. The game is going to change in the education realm because you decided to separate yourself to the inner room and the Lord put an anointing on your life and he gave you a clarity because of a word a message that he intends to deliver to you in the secret place in the inner room so Father we just pray just ask the Lord even in your own words we just ask the Lord God teach me to pray Lord would you teach me to pray we hope you enjoyed part three of this four part series For more information, please visit our website at moralrevolution.com.